From the belt to the plate, a swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Smith parks one into right down the line, it may go! Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! It's a home run, and the Cardinals have won the game by the score of 3-2, and a home run by the Wizard! Swinging in a long one in the left field. Adios, goodbye, and maybe that's the winner. A three-run homer by Clark, and the Cardinals lead by the score of 7-5, to five, and they may go to World Series on that one, folks. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. He has homered against Rodgers. He's three for five. The first pitch to him. Albert in the deep left center. Oh, my goodness. Way out of here. Three-run bomb. His second of the day. 6-89. It's awesome to have number five back home. And uh, what a great moment here at Bush Stadium. Albert has provided so many over the years, but apparently he's not done. Oh, he's not done. His second home run of the day, and soon to be his second curtain call. Albert Pujols, sensational! Welcome to That's a Winner Podcast. I am Ryan Jenkins. With me, as always, is Josh Brown. Josh, we just started off straight away with uh, Albert Pujols and his big day yesterday. And I cannot... Uh, you were there, but I, I mean, I'll let you talk about it. But I cannot remember a time... Um, he has ever so, shown so much emotion after hitting a home run or after any hit, really. I mean, it's he was just so jacked up. But go ahead, tell us about the crowd and everything that was going on during the game. 42 years young, huh? I mean, dude, it was it was epic. And I, I, I don't think, I, I mean, I haven't heard Bush that loud since a playoff game. I mean, it was like that. And it felt like a playoff game to begin with. But when he hit that second one, man, it, and it was, it was just a no doubter as soon as it hit you know the the ball hit the bat and i mean on your feet hands in the air like people were like like you could hear like the all like you know like it was just a bomb and yeah i didn't see i didn't see how animated he was at first because everybody you're watching the ball like where is it gonna land and then he comes around i see him kind of you know high five gold in them and him and yachty get a big pumped up hug but then they show they always show the replay on the big screen at the game and you saw that where he was just kind of like the superman like yeah pretty much like it's over you know and yeah i haven't seen that i mean i was trying to even think back like even when he hit the three home runs you know in, yep. in the world series against the rangers in, in texas a blowout yeah in a blowout i mean he he's always kind of done the bat drop or the bat the small pose, bat flip yeah. and kind of like points of the dugout but he was like i mean he was fired up dude and it was I mean, it was rocking. It was rocking at Bush. And I told you, I mean, I felt like a 14-year-old kid again, prime Albert Pujols, winning, you know, winning MVPs. I mean, it it had that feeling. And everybody, I mean, when he hit the first one, you know, people had their phones out. They were, like, trying to record that and get it. But that second time he came up, you know, there, I mean, we wanted insurance runs. Everybody was still into the game. But, I mean, nobody. I mean, I nobody was expecting him or thinking he would do that again. And to hit that that big, I mean, it was 443 yeah. feet. Bomb. Longest home run he's had by far this year. Yes. So I think about it, and I'm, I wonder if it's the shock that got everyone 
And I'm trying to think of a shocking moment, a shocking home run in Cardinals history that would be equivalent to that. And I think that's a big part of it is it wasn't expected because you already got one, right? Albert yeah. already hit one today, you know, it was, and then all of a sudden he sends that. And you heard in Danny Mac's call that he was just hype himself. Oh, yeah. He was ecstatic. He was shocked, I think, as well. And I can't, I, I can't find and think back of a type of home run like that in, you know, in my fandom time. I mean, you yeah, think about during Mark, my Mark McGuire stuff, right? I think there yeah. was times you're like, holy smokes, he just did it again. And I think there was some surprise there. And maybe that's the only thing I can probably compare it to. Yeah. I it, mean, Cardinals history, I mean, not so much, you know, during our lifetime and when I was watching, but probably like, like Ozzy with the home run in the World Series or the NLCS or whatever it was. Right. I mean, that'd be very shocking. Yeah, that was, right? he didn't he, ever hit many. Yeah. He didn't hit very many at all. And yeah. that team didn't. Did you see the stats on that? You, I think that was during the game that they, oh, they not, said yeah. that, that the 82 team hit 63 home runs. I think I'm, I don't wow. know. It's, it was in the sixties, may have been 68. I, I don't want to still had guys over hundred RBI. Yeah. They had 60 some odd home runs as a team. Yeah. And, you know, possibly, um, Goldie and Arenado will have that together. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And so those guys did that. And that, so you talk about Ozzy didn't hit very many home runs. The team didn't hit very right. many home runs. So I could see that as a, as a shocking. There's one for me. Now that I think about it, it comes to mind. Um, when we played the Dodgers in a couple of those playoff series, like what well, was like 13, 14, 15, yeah. somewhere around there, it might've been 14. It was a year after Wong, you know, had the, the rough pickoff yeah. in the world series and it was him. I was at the game. It was, um, I don't think it was Kershaw pitching, but it might've been like game two or three, but very close game. It was like, we were, you know, tied one-to-one -one most of the game and it was the seventh or eighth inning. And he just launched like a bomb down right field line. We wound up winning two to one. It was like a game winning. Run. Okay. But it kind, of, kind of similar. Like he didn't hit, he don't even think he cracked double digit home runs that year. Right. You know, it was just like a, wow, that was the guy. And, and so, I mean, but in terms of just the age you know, where, where this year's been for him and kind of being a platoon guy, mainly starting against lefties. I mean, he's hit. So he's had a multi-home run game this year, if you right. remember. In, in, in Pittsburgh, May, I think. When we just obliterated the Pirates, yeah. his second one, I think it was off a position player. And yes. that was a fun game. And so like that, you could see. It's like, all right, you know, leaving man maybe gets a couple more home runs. But this, I mean, and just, it was so like poetic and great that it was off of this Rogers guy that they traded hater for like right. he was like the big piece that came back man it was but so the, it was so good but the padres obviously traded him for a reason though, right. right but you know yeah uh i think back to some of those home runs you talk about the uh, matt adams off kershaw oh yeah that's that, a big one you know i was at that game i have a autograph glove and uh, oh, the bases glove. clearing double with carpenter in la off of kershaw is another big one shocking obviously yeah. uh david freeze oh yeah uh, clearing the bases um, and then the walk, -off. and then the walk off home run. You know, those are two of the, but I think those are just different. I don't, know, I don't know, but we're comparing if you think about it, that home run to big time playoff moments. Yeah. Oh, Oscar Tavares home run. Yes, in the playoffs. The Giants. Yes, rain pouring down. Yes. Yeah, big home runs. So like, we're talking about we're comparing the shock and and the the feel in the crowd to huge moments in Cardinals histories, really right. of of big time home runs. And that was a really fun time <laughs> to be a fan. Like, oh yeah, like. I mean, I mean, oh, four to 15 ish was yeah. just a, just so much fun of, of playoff heroics, yeah. like just really good teams. You always thought they had a chance. Yeah, always. Um, so that's, you know, that's but you comparing that to Albert's home run is tells you what it meant. And I think maybe that's why he felt the way that he did. Yeah. He was saying, we're not giving up this game. 
we're going to take this game home. And, you know, obviously it ended up being the winning runs yeah. were the ones that he hit because they came, you know, they got a home run in ninth inning. Yeah. Rowdy to and, and that, you know, for Helsley, I know he, his last couple outings, he's given up some solo shots. LeMayhew last week, you know, against New York randomly. Uh, I went back and watched that Telez homer off of Helsley. And that was, I mean, it was a 93 mile per hour slider low and in. It looked like a golf swing. If you go back and watch that clip, I don't know. I honestly don't know how Telez hit it out. So it wasn't Helsley's fault. He's been wasn't, a little hot too. Yeah, it wasn't Telez. a bad pitch, but I mean, the, how important was Albert's home run then? That insurance. I mean, it was the game winning hit. And I think that's what did it. You could feel the love. Like, obviously, you knew he was going to get a standing O in the curtain call in the first one. Right. But, so much of this, I think, was like a it was like a statement from him. Even even the the whole you know how animated he was with the Superman thing. It was almost like it, it was like yeah you know you think I'm done. I'm not done yet. Yeah, and I'm not. This isn't just a you know one more ride around the block. Let me have fun. Kind of like with Jeter's last season. I'm just you know gonna. He's like no, I'm here to win a chance. Like I've missed the playoffs the last ten years. Right, and I'm tired of it. And it's not just. It's not even. And I honestly believe it when he says it's not about getting to 700. I really think it is like I, I want a ring. I want one more ring this year, and that's what it felt like in that in that game. And it was awesome because we didn't really get much from Goldie and Arenado that game, right? You know, and so to have someone had to do something to have some other players, and we can talk about O'Neill and Carlson who had some redemption in that game, huge home runs as well. Um, but man, it was just and that second curtain call. I mean, people were just going crazy. It was so fun. Yes, I'm sad that I missed it. <laughs> he asked me to go and I could not go. Disappointing. But you, so, you know, Albert, you know, has had big home runs in his life, as we talked yeah. about. Do you think this has been the hot topic of, well, he's going to get to 700 now. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that it, that it happens. We're talking about every four to five at bats that he would have to hit one ish. Yeah. He would have to get then how many, if you do the math on that, he'd have to start. A lot. Getting a lot more starts against righties, right. for sure. And, and he really hasn't hit them against righties but this he, year. But he has, I think, now 11 home runs. Is that right? 10, I think. 10, okay, 10 home He's runs. He's double digits, for sure. And I think it's six against lefties and four against righties. Yeah. So That's he, more than I thought against righties. Yeah, yeah, it's four against righties, but I think one of those righties may have been the... Oh, the position player, player yeah. And the one that he put up, like, in against Milwaukee, I think that was like a moonshot, I think was a righty as well. But Oh, yeah, that was early on in the season yeah. in Milwaukee, yep. So there was a couple that he had against righties, four that he's got, gotten against them. But, you know, he's he just hasn't looked good. I think he's batting under 200 against righties, and he's now yeah. batting like 360-plus against lefties. So in theory, if to try and get there or even get catch A-Rod, which he's now seven behind tying, why would teams pitch to him? Right. You know, yeah. in that game, there's two on, right? So you're you're not going to put him on, and I don't remember when they could have changed pitchers at that point. They he could was, have. He was past the three batter minimum. He already okay. gave up the home run to get the lead to Carlson after yeah. the first out of the inning. So they, I mean, they could have switched pitchers, but they chose not to. Yeah, and that Matt Bush guy, who was another arm that they got, uh, he had pitched the inning before and was just, I mean, quick and easy. You know, boom, 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 was throwing ninety nine, blew everybody away. So I was. I, I was a little surprised that they went to Rodgers. And and I got part of it because Newt Barr started off the inning. He was in the nine spot. It's okay. You, you get lefty-lefty there. But they have to know, you know, the second batter coming up is Carlson. And Carlson's hitting over 300 this year against lefties. Right. And you can't argue, like, his, his power numbers, his hitting overall against lefties. He can hit lefties pretty well. 
Uh, to the point, honestly, like I've I've watched his swing more for the right hand side. Same thing with Tommy. We've talked about this. I wonder sometimes. I'm like, are they just being like? Should these guys just be batting right handed full time? You know, I mean, and that's something to think about with them. But it was just surprising to me that they went to Rogers because you only ha- had the lefty lefty matchup with Newt Bar, and right. then you had then you had Carlson and you had O'Neill coming up. So I didn't I didn't understand it that change, and then to leave him in against Pujols. Because if you remember the inning before when Bush came in, or two innings before they brought a righty in, um, they all he could have pinch hit Gorman yes. for Albert, and he left Albert in. I think Albert struck out. Um, it was a pretty quick at bat, and I remember thinking, man, you know, because I think we had a runner on. I'm like, but there was two outs. Why isn't Gorman getting a chance to pinch it? And I just thought, well, it's probably because he had a home run earlier. You know, right? He's hitting well, but it played into our hands perfectly with him staying in. Yeah, that's that's surprising that the Brewers would have left him in yeah. as a as a lefty, right? And he's already homer. He's already had success against that guy. Already hit a home run off. And of the him. only thing I could think of is maybe Devin Williams wasn't available for some reason. I mean, because he didn't pitch that game. Right, he pitched the night before, the day yeah. before. Um, but he, got I, the win. I don't remember him throwing a bunch of pitches. Yeah, I mean, you would think that know. that'd be the moment you'd want him in the game. But and maybe for the Brewers side, they're thinking, hey, like we we've already given up the lead on Carlson's home run. We're not going to bring in Williams now when we're down and we have to, by the way, we have to hop on a plane tonight and go to LA and play in LA tonight. So maybe they were already, you know, thinking to the next series, which I can understand for them. I mean, seven of their next 10 against LA. So hopefully the Dodgers just keep doing what they've been doing right. to everybody to them. But All it right. was interesting. Yeah. Let's switch gears a little bit. So uh, on my rundown, I have also talking about Yepes. Yepes is supposed to be eligible. They expect They're saying tomorrow, maybe. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So he did, he got scratched uh, in his last, game he was supposed to play on sunday i think he was supposed to play sunday um for they wanted him out in the field i think for his second game but he was scratched completely okay it was non-forearm strain related that he was scratched i think they said illness didn't feel feel well something that nature and they still expect him to be with the club tomorrow what is the corresponding move or what should it be okay there's two ways to look at it what should the move be and what will the move what (laughs) what will it be so I've, I've struggled with this. I've struggled with it a little bit, but I, I think honestly the best move might be like a, a phantom aisle stint for Dickerson. Yeah. Because he pinch hit again yesterday, struck out on three pitches way behind fastballs. And honestly, it didn't look like he, it didn't look like he could get that power in his legs. You know, it was a le- it was the same leg issue that he had, which is why he didn't start. It was Saturday, the same. They yeah. called the the same in, injury. Yeah, but then they put him in the game late because he said he was and available, it, and it cost us on a bad route. Right, get the ball. So, so you think that's the most? I think that makes the most, most sense, sense, man. Because, and I don't know if they want to do that because I know he's a lefty bat, you know, and and he and he had a, a good week or two there when he was hitting. But if he can't play the field and all he can do is DH, when we've got Albert hitting like he, like he is and Gorman hitting like he is, then, but you could argue the same thing with Juan. Well, then where's where's Yepes? <laughs> even going to play when he comes back? Are they going to give him a chance out in the outfield? Probably not over Newbar right now, unless unless you 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 want to get him in there. And he's not going to get DHs over Albert. Right. And the only the only way I could see Yepes getting field time is maybe in left field. If O'Neill keeps struggling against sure. right-handed pitchers, Yepes has hit both fairly well in his minor league career. He didn't have you know any bad splits, righties versus lefties. Um, but we've seen the experiment with him in left field, too. It wasn't too pretty earlier. Yeah, so you know, I've 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 thought about it, and and I I don't know where they'll go, and I don't know what's um 
what's the most likely uh, likelihood of what should happen. Um, I heard some really bad takes today saying that O'Neal <laughs> and Carlson should be sat and should be sat until and through the playoffs, even if they're not performing. Um, and and I, then obviously if they did that, then there's, there's an opportunity for uh, Yepes to, to play in left field or right. right field. If you're moving new to center and all those things, but you know, you got to think about whenever um, Carlson was, was out, they, they put O'Neal at center field and not uh, Newt. So right. like there, that shows you how high they are on Newt being able to play center field. But, you know, I think, you know, my only other thought was they're not using a lot of the bullpen. So would they lose another pitcher to bring up someone like mm-hmm. Yepes, like to be able to activate Yepes? Do they send down a pitcher that they're not using? Because the bullpen is not being used a lot, whether that's right or wrong. I don't know the answer to that, or you know, is Ollie being criticized for that? But there's a lot of guys in there that aren't getting a lot of reps that no. that should that need to. So I think it's a little bit of maybe of what Schilt went through last year of just overusing. He, he's overusing, overusing a couple guys, overusing to the point. Well, yeah, you don't want to overuse those guys, but then he just doesn't seem like he doesn't trust a whole lot of other guys. Right. I mean, even Gallegos, we saw it didn't go well. Right. Saturday, and you and I, kind of, I kind of felt like like it mm-hmm. seemed like it was coming. We're, yeah. And, um, you know, Cabrera's struggled lately. He hasn't looked right. too great. Um, I think part of it, too, is, you know, you, you've had the fortunate you know, stint here the last probably 12, 13 games where the, the offense has been doing pretty well. I mean, probably averaging four, five, six runs a game. I mean, it seems like here lately we're putting up five or more pretty consistently, which is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had Friday, you went to Helsley two innings and we were both, I was kind of like, ah, did he need to do that? But I get it. You wanted to go ahead and grab that win, especially with Burns on the mound the next day. But it does seem like that with the bullpen and yeah, I don't know, man, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I was reading an article here from Rick Hummel with the post dispatch. He's talking about this very thing with Yepes and, um, all he's quoted in here, this was a couple days ago, but he was quoted as saying, we need him to be able to throw the baseball. That's a big thing. They want him back to be able to throw and they get back. But this also says that um, according to early reports from Memphis, Yepes has been pulling off the ball in his swing, much like the habit he got into at the big league level before he righted himself. So Ollie was saying that too is part of it is a quote here from Ollie. Part of it's getting him back to being able to use the whole field and drive the ball the other way. Um, so, and then Ollie goes on to say it'll, it'll be a good decision to have, you know. Right. But it seems like, especially with him scratched the other day, maybe they don't activate him tomorrow. Maybe they make him get at least a game or two on the field in Memphis, and they get, and maybe, you know, like these things tend to happen. Maybe Dickerson's issue gets worse, and right. they realize, all right, this is happening at the time. If we got another guy injured, and we'll bring him back. That would be the easiest route, probably. About five episodes ago, we asked – and I think the title of the episode was, is Yepes here to stay? And so if yeah. you're, if you're thinking about that that way and they wouldn't bring him up, the answer would be no, right? That right. he is not, he is not better than what you have currently is what we're thinking about, but he is in theory. Right. And when he's hitting, he's better than what, what's active on the field today. But yeah, you, but you know, your bench, I was just looking it up, just making sure where, where I was with it. But you know, Brendan Donovan, um, is your bench and Corey Dickerson, Kisner, Kisner, Gorman, pseudo, yeah. you know, yeah. playing second base, right. DH as well. That's your. That's I, your I don't bench. think I don't think any of them. I mean, Kisner and Gorman for sure aren't getting sit down. Right, I mean, you have to have Kisner as a, as a backup catcher. Right. Gorman's done nothing um, to be sent down. Right. So then you look at the bullpen. 
That's why I think the bullpen make look. I think the Dickerson makes the best sense to get your get your IL. If he if he's right. injured, then he needs to he needs to do it and and then take that ten days and yeah, you can he figure he, it out after that. Yes, then. and then but if you look at um, the bullpen side, Jake Woodford, they just skipped Hudson start today. I saw that right. Gonna go. Yeah, he's gonna go on to the next one. Chris Stratton has been really bad. Now I don't know about his options. He has been really bad. I don't know his options. And he I don't was know. kind of a throw-in in that deal. He was for um for Quintana. Yeah. So I don't know Stratton's situation in. But you think they would go one less pitcher? I don't know. They don't but, seem like they ever do that. But I mean, think about the, they're not using guys. They're using Geo and Yenises and Ryan Helsley, Jordan well, Hicks sometimes, right? Hicks has been a little Packy bit better. Packy Naughton has than... gone up and down. Andre Plante in a long relief situation. It seems like the, Chris Stratton and Jake Woodford. Those are your, yeah. your, they're not using all those guys. So I think the only thing that makes sense is they're going to either have something with Dickerson because he can't be sent down. Right. You're not going to send him down. You can't send down Carlson. You can't send down O'Neill. You can't send down Edmund. You can't send down. I mean, like they're right. the, the, you're not sending down Lars because, well, one, he's hitting. Two, he's your starting right fielder now. Right. He's and, taken hold of that, of that job so far. Right. And so who else are you sending down? Like the, the options aren't, there it seems like the options if if we don't think it's a pitcher to me the options are either donovan or dickerson right and And it's either dickerson is like a release or it's a it's an il which is probably more likely to happen or donovan it's but i don't know i mean and we've talked about this and we'll get into probably after this kind of thoughts on lead off and yeah the number two spot but you know brendan donovan's still a tough out i mean he doesn't he doesn't slug he's not hitting home runs but he's a tough out he's getting on base he's still second on the team in OBP at like 390-something. Yes. So he's still drawing walks. So I'm like, is that more valuable than a Dicker, Dickerson pinch hit? Or, especially if Dickerson can't play the field right now. That's the other thing. Right. Donovan it, has the position versatility. Right. So I look at I look at Donovan. Donovan hit 200 in July, and, he hit, and he's hit... It's been oh, rough. And he's hit a little better in August, but not much better, but he's had a lot less opportunities. Right. So the opportunities are less. So yes... Donovan would make sense as well because he's not getting opportunities and you want him to get back on track. Well, how do you get, how do you get a guy back on track in a pennant race? Like how, like how can you bad time to do it? Not at the major league level, right? How can you risk it to get a guy back on track when you're trying to win the division and you're trying, you know what I mean? Like I, I think Donovan would make sense. I think some people would be upset about it. And I think people have a false sense of what Donovan has been over the last month and a half though, as well. Um, but he, he does, and you, like you said, he has that high OPP, OBP. He has a high uh, batting average as well, but most of that was all done whenever he was super, super hot right. early on. Tommy Edmonds' numbers are better than Donovan's have been over the last month and a half when people have called for Donovan, for Edmond to sit. So let, let, me, let me read this off to you and tell, tell me if this surprises you. So I just pulled up some Donovan numbers. Since July 13th, so a month, a little over a month now, but we've got an off day. So about like almost exactly at a month. Donovan's 11 for 55. Not great, but 260. Yeah. OBP's 418. Right. That's, that's so the that, difference. That's the value. So, the, so for him right now, it's the, it's the getting on base right. and it's the position versatility. So do you, because do he's you been trade good that? Defen- do you trade exactly. that for Juan Yepes? Exactly. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if you need to. Because of but how Pujols is it hit. Sounds if Pujols wasn't doing what he's doing right now, right. then it'd, it'd be a no-brainer. Absolutely. Like, yes, throw what Yep is in, let him get DH, even maybe even against right. Well, probably not against righties if Tommy's 
you know, pl- not playing second base, but I really, I really listen to Brad Thompson and Dan McLaughlin on what they say in the broadcast, what BT says on the radio. I think they have they knowledge. Got little, they got a little more insight that others, yes. that others don't. And BT said the two days before Lars, it was going to start at uh, leadoff. Right. He said, you know, I think it makes sense, and I think that was more. I heard he against at this right-hander, this is what's going to happen. And so those two have really talked about Juan Yepes coming back Tuesday, being available. I think that they're not going to – it sounds – I feel like from what they're saying, it's going to happen, and he's going to be called up. So it's like what corresponding move makes sense. Now, if – I don't know how IL works. Is Does the player have to accept that? Like, do they – does the player have to agree, yes, I am actually hurt here? Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly – uh, if that's like the rules, I don't know, you know, exactly what, cause you yeah. can't fake it really, but he is, he did get scratched from a start, but then yeah. came in later because he said he was good to go. And, and then, you could tell on that route, man, on that ball. Yeah. Like he, did, he didn't take a, a good route, but you could tell when he was running, he just did. And like I said, that even that pinch hit at bat I saw yesterday, it just didn't look right. I mean, yeah. way behind 93. Like and yeah, the guy wasn't throwing hard. And since the just before the All Star break, he's hitting over three hundred. Since then, so you yeah, know, since so July twelfth ish, yeah, he's been similar hitting. to Newt Bar. He's turned yes. it on a little bit more. But if I if I had to put money on it, I would I would say that he's going to get an IL stint. I think that makes sense if that's available, right? If that's something that he will take or they will do, I think that would make the most sense. And then I think you've also kind of talked me into Donovan being the other option uh, because. Pitchers, they're just not using them, and maybe they need to get someone to work. So maybe they would send someone to get work, right? Like a Packy Naughton to, to stretch out a little bit more, or something like that, um, over a small period. But I think Donovan to get him more reps to be able to get him to catch fire again, because I you really want you really want him to be hot, right? You really yeah. need to get him going. So what better way to get him every day at bats at AAA? I think would make sense as well. But you know, but let's let's switch gears and talk about uh, leadoff. Now, a lot of people after uh, DC and um, DC and, and Tyler O'Neill were put back to back again in the lineup, first and second, and they'd both been struggling. And the data shows that both of them hit really well in the two hole, both, like that's where they're both most successful. Right. And D- Dylan Carlson, data wise, does not especially do, against the lefty against the lefty, especially. And data wise, Dylan Carlson does not do well in the leadoff spot. No, but. Um, O'Neill does really well with the protect protection like he did last year with yeah, the Goldie two hole was the best spot that he hit in. Or was it three did he hit in the three two. hole? Two. It was two. Yeah, it was two because it was ahead of Goldie and then yeah. Arenado because he was getting pitches to hit. And right. I think that was the idea again with Ollie uh, yesterday. And look, man, it didn't start off great for them too, especially Dylan. I guess the first two at bats were strikeouts, and then he had like a weak ground out before he had the big home run to give the lead. Uh O'Neill early on had a like a lazy fly out. Uh, he had the squibber down third base that he beat out for a single. And then he had that bullet of a home run, kind of what we saw last year. I mean, really, it's it flashed that bullet of a home run dead center field on Freeze's lawn. Um, and that was good to see. But, man, that's another guy. You know, I've got his numbers pulled up since July 13th. Batting 181. Yeah. Slugging 333. Um, I mean, he's striking out 30% of the time. Not great. No. And so, so we just talked about, do you work, let a guy try to get right during a pennant race? And we said, you know, they're really going to send O'Neill or, or Carlson down. And part of me is like, man, if they sent DeYoung down as bad as, and that was a different situation was earlier on in the year. But if, if we go another one, two, three weeks of, of O'Neill really, really struggling, 
I can't say it would totally surprise me if they didn't send him down just like they did to Young and say, we need to see you work on this stuff and finally give Alec Burleson a shot. Now, I've heard that take um, recently as well. Well, you have to think of the difference in Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung was a multi-year struggles, struggles, yeah. like several a, years, like a Matt Carpenter issue that That's like point. was manifesting of this guy was an all-star. Then he did went a half season with nothing, then another season with nothing, and then came another month this season, and they sent him down. I don't think they're giving up on on O'Neal like that no. or Carlson or any of to be honest any you can't you can't do it with Carlson well yeah I mean, after you, what Mo told you him put your yeah you put your eggs in that basket but I just don't think because Paul DeYoung was so far gone comparatively yeah. um, more, more loss at the plate yes like just yeah and also the injury issues that that's what I, was has say. Had. I think that's been the biggest difference I think that yeah. they're giving and you... how injured is he right now exactly. like is he still playing a little hurt like, I mean, he beat out an infield single yeah. yesterday, and he looked like he was running pretty full tilt. So. But yeah. then we saw a misplay. What was that? A couple nights ago on a ball he should have caught with his back on the wall. Yeah. I mean, and he, he hit his glove. Get, I mean, it's, yeah. It's got to, I mean, it's got to be a tough play up against the wall. Yeah. Because right? Carlson should have had might, the homer as well. It might have just on him. Yeah. 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 So, the, you know, my, that's my kind of my thoughts. Like, Paul DeYoung was a two and a half year. And he didn't have his, he didn't have injuries and stuff. Right? right. It was just complete loss yeah. of his of his talent, of his skills. And so that made a lot more sense. So I, I just don't see that Tyler O'Neill ever I mean, he two more years of arbitration, like he is gonna fight that because he yeah. wants to make the money and oh, yeah. all those things that, that go along with it. So but yeah, so you know, who who should lead off for the team? I assume you're gonna say Donovan. It's, well, and so BT and, and those guys on the fast lane got into this today, and it was a good discussion because I think, I, I think after yesterday, and your hope is, you know, for the most part, you're pretty comfortable with this team's lineup when there's a lefty on the mound. Even though Carlson doesn't have the greatest numbers at leadoff, he still hits lefties really well. So I, I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea of him first, you know, against a lefty. I would like to see the numbers up against lefties. Now, yeah. early on in the season, it was obliteration. Yes. But then there went a month-plus stretch where the Cardinals did not hit lefties well. Yep. So I would like to see where that actually is now. Right. Um, because they've, they've looked better, obviously, against the Brewers um, yep. most recently. But I'd like to see where they actually end up now against lefties. I don't think it's as astronomical as it was right. early on in the season. But I feel most comfortable with Carlson and Edmund both. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Batting from that side, maybe you try Edmund at lead off again. I mean, he usually hits lefties pretty well. He has more power from the right side for sure, doubles wise and stuff like that. So, and he had a double yesterday yeah. and then stole third. Like maybe you try him out with lefties at the top. Um, but it's really when there's a right hander on mount, it just seems like, you know, O'Neill's not really hitting either very well right now. Right. So I don't know if keeping him with the two holes is the best. I told you a minute ago before we went on air. You know, Donovan, I mean, he's second on the team with a 397 OBP. And I showed you over the last month, he's still got a 415 something OBP. So he's just a guy that grinds out at bat. It kind of reminds me of Carpenter a little bit of like yeah. not afraid to get two strikes, grind it out. Maybe he's a guy you try out at leadoff with a righty on the mound. And maybe you try maybe Newbar back. Yeah, I was going to say, I I think. Because Newbar's got more power. I liked what Newbar did in the leadoff, the game that he got a chance to do. Right. He's laying down some bunts against the shift. He's making things happen. But he's obviously, he's, he can drive in runs. And he's shown more power than Donovan. Maybe you try him in the two-hole. Would you think about, against the righty, moving Goldie and Nolan Arenado back up? 
Like they did that last year. It was uh, they did do that some. Yeah, you know, you have Goldie two, Arnado three, then you have maybe Gorman four, or yeah, you know, something like that to move. Because uh, Gorman didn't hit well in the two hole. Like they they tried that. He right. he hasn't shaped well as as a two hole hitter. No. Um, which I think he seems to profile more as a cleanup guy. You, yeah, four or five. Think. I think four yeah. or five is where he like probably belongs in the lineup. Yeah. Um, you know, so because I like I liked Nar- Lars at leadoff. I think that he he got on base three times at yeah. one game whenever he's leading off, which is so obviously you, a small so you think maybe then either Donovan or Newt Bar leading off Goldie two Arnado three Gorman four. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I don't hate the idea of that. Yeah, because I, I mean, that idea obviously you get Goldschmidt and Arnado up in the first inning, right? You know, and and as hot as they both are, you know, might as well, right? Yeah, um, they're hitting and, everybody well. It doesn't because matter. What would you? Because what's happening currently is usually out, out, Goldie. Yeah, Goldie's hitting a home run with nobody on base. And if if he doesn't get on, if he gets out, and then you're leading off with Nolan Arnado, exactly. which is not terrible, obviously. No, but it's still maddening. If even if they hit a home run, it's great to hit home runs, but you're like. It'd been nice if somebody was on base, right? Because if Goldie gets on there, then you still get Nolan up, you right. know, in front of him. But you know, I I think of that. I'm not that it's the right answer. It might be the wrong answer, but I think about the options that you can move some things around um, for the right for the righties, um, a right-handed pitchers, because you're trying to produce more on base in front of those guys. Um, so you, you're still going to have you know probably Edmund at the bottom of the lineup for you know a second leadoff guy type thing so i don't know i don't that's kind of one of the ways that i was thinking of it uh was maybe just moving but maybe you don't want to touch either of them being goldie and nolan arnado because they're just crushing they've it. been and great where they're at yeah. yeah so maybe you don't even want to mess with it yeah that might be part of it you know it's it's going to be interesting and obviously we've got september's around the corner so you're gonna have some playoffs you know or the roster is expanding I know it's different this year. You can't call up as many. I think you can only call up. I think I read you can only call up two more players. It goes from 26 to 28. So it changed this year. You can't call up near as many call-ups. So, uh, and BT was talking about that some today. He thinks they'll probably, he said he thinks they'll probably for sure call up Burleson because he said he probably should be here now. And the only reason he's not is because of new bar. So he thinks they'll call up Burleson and then maybe uh, most likely another pitcher, uh, probably a bullpen guy. So, Burleson, man, I mean, this, this dude is leading, he's leading the, the league. Yeah, triple A. Yeah, in, in, uh, with a 331 average, 374 on base percentage, and he slugs over 500. Uh, doesn't have speed. He's not going to steal bases, but 20 home runs, 76 RBIs. He's driving in runs. He's getting on base. I mean, if, if, but if it, I was it becomes the most, a 40-man issue at that point, too, though, right? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> And that would be part of it. That would be that would be an issue that you'd have to figure out. Now, I, I, it someone, seems like that's always a puzzle. Someone talked about this. It may have been Jamie Rivers, and I don't think BT was there. But Jamie Rivers, I think it was Jamie Rivers. But they picked up Kramer Robertson again. Picked him back up, yeah. And they said, someone said, and I haven't heard if this was correct or wrong, but once they picked him back up, because you got him off waivers, he had to go back onto the 40-man. Now, I don't know if that's true, and no. if, if they changed, if they ever said what's accurate about that or not, or that they would have, they were speculating that they would have to draw uh, to send him down on waivers, like put him on waivers again. Right. And then they would claim him again, or like, you know, he would take the DFA to the Cardinals. Um, so I don't know exactly. I don't know what the 40 man sits at currently is. He, he is currently on the 40 man. So that is accurate. Just look that up. Yeah. yeah. So whenever, so that doesn't make a lot of sense, but whenever he was draw, whenever he was put on waivers by his most recent team, he had a couple different teams there. When, and then the Cardinals reclaimed him, 
it put him right back onto the 40 man. Yep. And the only way he would come off that 40 man is if they would designate him for assignment again. And then he would, would clear waivers all the way through. Right. And then take the job back with the Cardinals yeah. in AAA, which is very good. So the Cardinals are the, weren't the only teams to pick him up off waivers. So why not? They're very odd. Why yeah. not just let him clear it again? Exactly. I don't understand that one. And and it's showing here that all the guys that are on IL, I, I guess are they're still on the forty man too, unless they're on sixty day or more. Okay. So if you're on IL, is it still showing Flaherty and Verhagen on here? And they're on the. I mean, Verhagen is on the sixty day for yes. sure. He's done for the rest. And of so the is year. Jack. So yes, anyone, I'm not sure exactly how that works. Yes, I'm ninety nine percent sure sixty day gets you off of the forty, right? And so that those open up those spots. And obviously, if you're done for the season, you know it opens up those spots as well. So, so maybe you just throw him right back off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm making point. You want to call right? Burleson up. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm confused about. Um, Unless you're going to throw a random pitcher off, like you know maybe Stratton or JoJo Romero is still there that we got in the oh, yeah. in the um oh um that was the Sosa trade. Yes, to the Phillies. He's so he's that, on he's on the forty. Man. He's on the forty man in the minors at AAA. Um, the lefty. Maybe he's a guy if he's doing well. Maybe they call him up to have another lefty in the pen in September. I'm not sure. Yeah, so yeah, so I don't know what you do in that Alec Burles, Burleson possibility to get him on it to yeah. get him on to get there. Um, Zach Thompson is I don't understand why he's not on the team currently. Um, it doesn't make sense, especially especially with um, especially with um, oh, who was just released? <laughs> the name just like escaped me. Lefty um, was getting the ground balls last year. Oh, TJ, TJ McFarland, TJ. Uh, especially with him just released. I mean, I know we've got. I mean, do we have two lefties in the bullpen right now? It's we've got Cabrera. I can't think of another left-handed pitcher we've got in the bullpen right now, off the top of my head. I think he's the main one. And if he, if he, if he, oh, Packy Naughton's the other one. So he might be a guy. I mean, you know, Naughton's kind of struggled his last few outings. He hasn't looked great. Uh, he was one of those guys that got knocked around a little bit in Colorado. Maybe you send Packy back down and bring Thompson back. I mean, I yeah, think the he, team's better. If you if you ask me right now, who's a better bullpen option, Packy Naughton or Zach Thompson? Zach, Zach Thompson. I feel like that's a pretty easy answer. So yeah, I'm like, why is he not? Why is he not up right now? It doesn't make any sense to me. And, I, and they've sent him down in a bullpen role. So I don't know if you saw that. He's yeah, not starting. He's not starting. They've got him in high leverage situations. So it's like, well, well then, what was Jake Woodford doing in Memphis? He was starting. Yeah. So like, you got to think that he had him particularly working on his slider. So they, you think that he was called up for long to cover a, a Hudson. potential Hudson blowout right. again? Yeah. And because they're trying to, they're trying to save Palante in his innings. Right. So that's what that. I mean. So at what point do you send Palante down? I mean, really, because you're talking about saving innings. I don't think he's getting sent down. Yeah, but they're going to limit his innings, right? They're, they're, the goal is to they limit They better limit enough for him to stay on and, and be in the playoffs as, that's a, my, as an option. That's my thought, too. Yeah. Like, who cares about his innings? If, right. we're trying to win, if you're trying to win games, I don't really Especially care. now that he's not starting. Like, I mean, he has an innings limit of, I, I want to say, 77 innings. I was from right. whatever I heard, something like that. Well, if he's at 77 innings... And the playoff starts, you're going to say, well, let's shut him down. You're going to pull the Strasburg? Yeah, no way. You're you're putting the guy out there that's gotten you there that's pitched really, really well. Yeah. And I'd rather see him out there than Hudson at, at most at any point, really, at this point. He's already at 89 innings pitched this year. Yeah, and I I, I may have just made 77. Yeah, now, but which I'm, I'm pretty sure that's already like a career high for him yes. or something. Yeah. So, so if he's on a this strict, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I don't really like innings limits. Like, if the guy's pitching well, 
and then let him go. But like he doesn't need to start, sure, because that's why you got Montgomery and that's why you right. got Katana. But if he's done well in the long relief, he's there. So you're going to use Woodford instead. Yep. And what's Palante doing? Exactly. What's like his What's his job now? His career high on innings pitched in the minors is uh, in 2018. Uh, he threw 101.1 innings. That was a 19 year. Okay, no. So this is showing his college too. So that was at UC Irvine. That he pitched 100 innings. 101.1 innings pitched as a 19 year old. So in the minors, the most he's pitched in an inning or uh, in a season was 2021 between Memphis and Springfield, mainly at Springfield. He threw 99.1 innings pitched. So this, I mean, he he's he's ten innings away. He's ten from innings away from, from his, his career, yeah. his minor league career high. So if you're not wanting him to go past a hundred, then yeah, then, then why is he there? Because he's going to pass that right in the next month. Especially if, it, if they've still been pitching him multiple innings. You know, he's having like right. He's bumping. one and two thirds, two innings, two and a third three, outings, three innings yeah. too. Yeah. So that's why I don't get it either. So they like, they've got to have. I assume maybe they have a higher. Maybe it's like 120 or one, you know, somewhere around there where they're they're more comfortable with him going, you know, further now out of the bullpen. I would hope because he's been very reliable, man. I mean, he's been that surprise bullpen pitcher this year that's been very reliable. Yeah, absolutely, and that's why I just don't get like the innings limit for what. So what are you going to do with him? So if you're just going to sit on the roster, <laughs> right? So, but if in, in if it comes playoff time, you're like, ah, well. Sorry, you're at your innings yeah. limit. No, you're going to go and try and win ball games, right? Exactly. You think? I mean, I just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, it doesn't. So that that's just so he's just sitting there on the roster, and Zach Thompson's not. So I mean, I can't imagine them going away from him. But if they're going to go away from Palante, then Thompson should be on the roster. Yes, but I think right now it should be it should be him taking Packy on the spot. Honestly. Yeah, and Packy had struggled more recently than yes. he did did previously. So whatever you need to get, and if you're scared to put him out there again, it's tough to get guys going in a pennant race where well, there's 48 games left. I think something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Like it's not time to figure it out. It's no. time to look, we have the, now this next 16 game stretch, like this is, you know, day off. And then we have 16 straight games against some pretty weak opponents that the Cardinals need to step on some throats and actually get going. Yeah. Because it seems as if lately they can get up for the big game, but they can't get up for the little game. No. And so at what point do you start figuring that out? And you can't let guys that are struggling out there to, to try and figure out over the next 48 games. But also, the Brewers are going against the Dodgers starting tomorrow. Seven of their next 10. Yeah, okay. So the seven of the next 10. This the, week's big. The Cardinals need to be winning a lot of those games. Yeah, you need to rack up the wins. I mean, we need. To, I mean, another six, seven, eight game win streak would, would be fantastic this week. And there's no reason you shouldn't be able... To, to get something close to that. I mean, you've got Colorado again, but they're going to be at Bush this time, you know, so hopefully hopefully there's not as many of those blow-ups, you know, like we had in Colorado because they're at Bush. And then you go to Arizona, I think, for three games, right? And then we go to Chicago for another one of those five-game stints with a doubleheader in there. Uh, anything can happen at those games, but we usually, we, I mean, you know, we should be beating the Cubs. Right. I'm, I'm getting a lot of questions, but I can't read them. Can you Can you pull up yours? On your in the chat window. Let's see here. My I'm dinging, but I can't get to them. So I'm I'm trying I'm struggling to to view them. It's showing private private chat for me. I'm not seeing see any top either. right on the chat captions uh, graphics. There, can you hit chat? Let's see. 
All right, here we. I think I was able to pull one up. If Pujols had this was uh, a minute ago from Von Lewis. If Pujols had been with the Cardinals all along, this is from previous conversation, the start of the podcast about uh, about uh, Albert Pujols would have already hit over seven hundred, maybe seven fifty or seven seventy five. This guy thinks and home runs. I base this basis on he can hit in Bush Stadium three, and the fan support would have motivated him to be more aggressive. So. I've have a lot. I can't can't get them on my screen for yeah. some reason. But yeah, they're not popping up on my screen. Yeah, but reason. so let's put the other conversation on hold and talk about yeah. that for a second. I thought about this um, yesterday, last night. I think was about what would have been different for Albert over those ten years. People, you know, Facebook is a crazy world of fans of Cardinals. Interesting fans. takes. It's an interesting place. A lot of hate. And people said he just wanted to go the most money. Which Miami, if if no one remembers that, that wasn't the case. Miami Marlins yeah. may have been Florida Marlins at the time. I don't remember when they changed, but Miami Marlins offered the most money. Yep, it wasn't the Angels. Cubs were in play there too. Yes, and the Cardinals still offered a decent amount of money, similar yeah. to the Angels, a little bit more with the Angels, but it wasn't about the money and as much as other things. But so if he would have played in St. Louis, I heard a lot of takes that you know it would have been didn't matter. He still broke down. He still had plantar fasciitis. He yeah, still, you still can't know for sure if he wouldn't have had that issue. But I do think about the more playoff games, more playoff sure. games, the more pennant chases, the more full crowds. I mean, Angels don't draw like the St. Louis Cardinals. Division championships. All those like playing for something gets right. you up for more things. Right. I think he would have, yes, had a better career. I think he would have hit probably hit 700 by now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, 755 or 777, yeah, like that, that's a stretch that, you know, that part, I don't know. Um, but I think the Bush effect, the St. Louis effect would have been something, right? I think it'd be more. I would argue, honestly, if he had stayed that he would have less home runs than he does now. Really? Because if he gets that plantar fasciitis issue, we don't have the DH. Right. That's a big part of it too. DH, yeah, he, he, yeah. he got a lot of extra bats. When he couldn't play the when field. When he couldn't play. When he couldn't play the field. You're right. So that that so that's where I'm at on that. Now, you know, you can say, well, you wouldn't have had the injury. You can't I mean You don't never know. You right? never know. I mean, that could he, happen for anything. The Cardinals have such a better training staff and doctors that he would have never had that issue. And that's not true. <laughs> yeah. I can sense the sarcasm in that. Yeah. Yeah. If if Adam Wainwright can tear his Achilles on a you know, on a pop out on a swing, then Albert could very surely have gotten plantar fasciitis again. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting because we just traded a fan favorite because of plantar fascia. Uh, right. And because they realized this is a big deal. Yeah. Um, we had another question. I got to get to it. Um, let's see. I just, I'm just. I'll pull up Facebook. I'm assuming a lot, usually a lot Twitter, of these come Twitter, Facebook. Facebook. There's nice. even some on YouTube. It's just, it's kind of all over, but I'm getting them sent to my phone and not to this chat overlay. But um, this guy, Cards Talk um, 314 says send down dickerson let him get at bats in memphis until the roster expands now i don't think that's possible right he has to approve that the same way like or Matt he would Crawford have to be dfa clear yep. waivers and then go down right so i don't think that is really in play he, now, would, he would request his release I, I would assume before he did that yeah at this point in his career I mean, he's not, why why would he do why that? would he do that yeah i mean because what is what do you think I don't know how old Dickerson is, but I assume he's in his in his thirties and his mid yeah. mid mid. I think he's thirty four, thirty five. So what's like his goal? I would assume is to win a championship, right? I would assume to play Be in the playoffs. Part of a playoff yeah, team, yeah, to to play for the play for a title of some sort. So yeah, why would he take a demotion? He's actually only thirty three. Okay, and he you know some Colorado age ages you, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, so I don't I don't think he would take that that role. 
But I, I, it's more likely that, like you said, I think than that would be to take an IL step. Yeah, a phantom kind of, which it might not even be phantom. I mean, it, it, you know, it seems like something's up with his leg again. Yeah, but I think it's just weird that he says that he's scratched because he can't go. But then they put him in late and to then, play defense. Yeah, and they pinch hit him yesterday. Yeah, right. And they, and they and that was another thing. They pinch hit him yesterday. That was another thing I thought about. Ollie pinch hit him yesterday instead of Gorman. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know, maybe it was his numbers against that pitcher. I'm not sure. But I remember kind of scratching my head like, what? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. Yeah. It, it's There were some things there that didn't make sense. So, you know, it'd be weird if he did go on the IL because of the last couple of days. Right. But it makes the most sense that he would go on the IL. But, but maybe that's why Ollie tried him out there or tried him at bat yesterday to see, like, all right, let's see how much of an issue this is. And maybe it comes out. You know, tomorrow ahead of the game, then he's on the deal, right? Or on the IL, and Yepes comes back. Yeah, and I think that makes the most sense. If yeah. if that if you're not wanting to mess with the forty man, right. it's by far makes the most sense. Absolutely, I don't see any more questions that I can get to at the moment. But uh, all right, let's jump back to where we were. Do you remember where we were? We were talking about one and two a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so lead one, off, lead off one and two. So um, I think Lars to me is the mo- most sense against righties. Yeah. So a le- lefty, or like we said, maybe Donovan lead off, Lars bat second, right? So, or even vi- vice versa, right? Yep. I guess Lars and then Donovan too. But you know, I think I think I'd rather see Donovan towards the bottom with his because instead of getting out, he's on base versus I'd rather see him as like a double lead off to me right. because he's not Kinda getting like hits. done with Tommy lately. Yeah, I'd rather see that. And to be honest, Gorman is bad batted the three. 30 plus in the last 15 games he has four home runs he's slugging 700 plus why why not give him his run on the daily you know why not why not why aren't we pulling i I understand it's a lefty matchup but he's gonna i mean you know he's gonna he's gonna play next year every day right i mean that's the goal well if he's a starter like why not give him more opportunities and and you know this has been the case with the young his whole career. He has reverse splits. He actually does not hit lefties very well. He's always hit righties better. So you can make the argument that, well, maybe it actually makes more sense to put Tommy at shortstop and let Gorman play second, you know, get some at bats against the lefty. And I think part of that maybe is that, you know, DeYoung's been hitting so well lately that you just want to play that right, hot Right, just hand. keep going. I, I, He's cooled off the last couple of games, but. You know, I'm fine with that too. And same with Albert. And people talk about why put Albert in the lineup against a righty because of his splits, well, why not at this point? Hitting the ball well right now. I th- I think it's there's a human element that goes with the analytics that you you go with the hot hand and you, and you make it work. Like yeah. you see, and, and if it doesn't work, you can pull him. You can put someone yeah. else in the game. Like it's it's perfectly fine that it's not working or you, it takes a bat at bat and you go okay, let's you know let's put in the other guy. I mean, right. it's it's perfectly fine, but you know, I don't know where you sit with with. Defense. There's a lot of people who then complain about defensively what you're what you're losing. I don't think there's a big drop off. I mean, obviously, Tommy Edmond is a gold glove second baseman. Right. He's played really, really well at shortstop. Paul DeYoung, I Paul DeYoung and Edmond to me are very similar at shortstop. I think uh, Paul DeYoung has a better arm, but I think the range is just fine for Tommy to get yeah. the balls. If you're putting in Donovan at second, is there a change for you? If you're putting Gorman at second, is there a massive change? Is there a big enough change? Like, has the Cardinals gone away from defense first? Like they've t- been preaching once yeah. they traded you Bader. Trade, traded Bader, you're, right. getting, you're letting Gorman get some starts at second. Yeah. So, like, what's 
like where I mean, I, the takes have been you're just drastically reducing your your defensive skills right. when you're putting in Gorman or you're putting in Donovan. You can't say that about Gorman. That just is, has not been the case at all at second base this year. I would say he's probably performed better than I thought he was going to defensively. I, he hasn't performed poorly at all. Like I, I can't think of a time when oh he's making all the plays right to him. Right. There I would like. I would, games, I would like to see his defensive war. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd like. I would have to pull, pull it up. It up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, second baseman, second base is weighted differently. A lot of people right. don't understand war of that. All the positions are weighted very differently. That's why Tommy has such a high war because of shortstop is graded as the most difficult position to play. And then that um, Paul Goldschmidt has a negative like 0.5 war at first base because first base is graded as one of the easiest positions to play. So right. there, there's a big difference there. So second base is graded a little is harder than first, but I don't know what, you know, Gorman's war would look like there or Donovan for that matter. Um, but I, but that's where those two guys, you know, Donovan's played obviously different places than just second base. He's played right. all over. Yeah, so Gorman, I'm trying to pull up some of these fan graph numbers, and you know, they they're crazy with the defensive metrics. They've yes. got all kinds of stuff. Um, I will say the first number I see, he does he is negative two in defensive runs saved, which isn't great, but it's right. not awful. They've, if they've, you compare it to the uh second baseman that no longer plays for the Cardinals, yeah, that is now average, yeah. but if you look at that in at for the guy in Milwaukee, he has the most Colton Wong, by the way, yeah. has the most airs. He struggled this year. He man. has the most airs in all of baseball at second base. His his WAR is negative a bajillion, and his uh you know outs above replacement is negative. Like it's just he's been really bad at second base this year. Yeah, and it makes Mo look really really smart for letting him go. And a lot of people were upset, including myself. But it was about I thought about money. You know, ten million dollars versus yep. five hundred thousand for Tommy, and it looked really smart even earlier when Tommy was just raking. Yeah, it's. It's interesting, but yeah, I mean, Gorman, uh, I would say maybe average, slightly below average, definitely not hurting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the negative two defensive runs save sounds bad, but I mean, he's not, I can't, I can't think of plays where he's like cost us runs or cost us games. There was a couple of games early on that were a little shaky. We're like, yes, he had ears. Uh, he'd make early. a bad throw. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like take old Goldie off the bag. Could have been just jitters, you know, right. Getting, getting your first, you know, crack at the majors. But it seems here lately. I mean, he's even made like what it was. It was the Michaelis near no hitter that he made a fantastic yes. play. I think it was ranging to his right, maybe, and or coming in on a slow roller. Yeah, I think that's the difference for me. He's made yeah. more hard plays than I expected. I guess that's the difference. Right. Like he's he's he, turned double plays fine. That yes. hasn't been an issue. His arm. He has a great arm. I yeah. mean, he, he, he played has third, third base. base. Yeah, yeah, he's he has a good arm. So be able to turn those those double plays yeah. is easy for him. Um, and I'm surprised he hasn't gotten a run at third base at all, like on an, on an Arenado day off or anything. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're just like, we want you to focus on. Just or maybe that's this. the one time they feel like they can get Donovan in there. <laughs> sure. But you could put him at second or short yeah. and move whatever. Maybe they're just trying to just keep it as coherent as possible. Look, nobody's talking about it because we love Tommy, but he's at some point he's got to be, you know, you got to start thinking about, does he need a little bit more time, you know, on the bench? I mean, I know his defense has been so good, but he's been, I mean, we've that's talked my, about it. He's been struggling that's for two my point. months now to play. If Donovan and Tommy are both struggling for right. two months and Tommy's numbers are better than Donovan's minus the on base, right? where do you go? I think the, the answer is Nolan Gorman. Yep. Like, I mean, and like you're talking about the same position. They all three can play the exact same position. Yep. And Aside from short, Gorman can't play short. Right, but, but like it's like 
And but I feel like at this moment, Paul DeYoung is now locked in at short. Yeah. You got to keep riding him until it flames and, out until yeah. he is Paul DeYoung of yesteryear. Yeah. Uh, but like, if those guys are struggling so badly, which they both are batting, you know, on like two low two hundreds since July first, why isn't Nolan Gorman, who's batting three thirty over the last fifteen games, getting yeah. more run at second, especially against righties? Because Tommy, he's he has not hit. I mean, he he struggled overall, period. But definitely against righties. Yeah. And I mean, again, yeah, you know, maybe it's more of they don't want to sacrifice the defense. But how much are you really sacrificing? I don't. That's because De Young's always been pretty above average at shortstop. Yeah. You know what you're getting with him. He never, he's never making diving spectacular plays, but the range is good, the arm's good. He's always solid, and he doesn't even have to make those big diving plays or anything to his right because you've got Nolan at third now. Right, making those plays, so they've got to start considering it, man. Especially if Tommy keeps struggling like he is. I mean, I know he's a favorite. I know they love his work ethic. I know he's so you know he's. I mean, I think defensively, defensively at that at this point is kind of what's holding up his WAR value. It seems like right, um, because you know early on in the season he was he was obviously hitting a lot of doubles. He had some power, but he was getting on base. Right, you know, you and I he was talked taking about walks. He's he taking was... walks, and that is not the case anymore, man. Right. I mean, he's even striking out a lot more on you know, curveballs and breaking do- breaking balls in the dirt. So that's it, what the, that's when I noticed that Donovan was going bad. Is like he's striking out a lot, and Donovan had more walks than strikeouts. Right for most of the year, you know, most of the early on of the year, and it's like, whoa, he struck out now thirteen times yeah. over you know a couple week period. Like something is not right. I feel like they've both taken that dive at the same time which yep. has made it more difficult for them to figure it out. But you, you got to think about where this Cardinals team sits and how they're playing. But who's cold? The guys that really led the team early on, Donovan and, and, and um, Edmund. Edmund. Yeah. And then obviously Arnado was hot in in April and then not so much in May. Right. June and, was again. And, and then June, since June. Since he's June, been, yeah. yeah. He and Goldie but, have been great. But May was Tommy and Donovan. Yep. That's what got the team going. Well, those two are cold. Carlson has gone cold. O'Neal is cold. There's four of your lineup now is cold. But the other guys... If Carlson and O'Neal were doing what we need them to do, we would give two craps what Tommy's hitting right now, what It's kind of like Bader. Like, whenever... whenever, Yeah, whenever Anything we got from Bader last year was great. Was was awesome, because it didn't matter, because everyone else... Like, if he... It it just didn't matter. You're batting ninth, and you're you're getting on base. That's awesome. And you're playing, you know, gold glove defense. That's all that matters. Whenever the other guys aren't hitting, it all of a sudden goes... You suck, and you. Yeah. We need to figure yeah. this out. But the other guys, I heard this like um, on the radio today. I can't remember who, but that on the Padres, there are two guys that are batting over seven hundred OPS. It's Machado and Soto. They have seven hundred OPS for the year. Plus, the Cardinals have Goldie, Arenado, Gol- um, Gorman, Yapez, Pujols. So we talk about how good that lineup is supposedly going is in San Diego, but the Cardinals have all these guys with, with great OPS numbers way better than all those guys. So like if you can get five of those guys going hot, which they are right now, and then you can get some help from O'Neill and Carlson, like they did yesterday, then you're talking about beating the bad teams like you're supposed to and really taking advantage of the hard schedule that the Brewers will now be on for the next 10 days. Yeah, they've got they've got a tough one. I mean, this is we're in the perfect position to really like put put the foot I on feel the like gas. We've been saying that a lot. We have, 
um, it started with the seven game win streak going to Colorado, you know I mean? Yeah, and lose and, two or three, and, but then we got Colorado coming back. Yes. So what do you expect? Home. What do you expect that from that? Like, what do you expect? Like, what's the bare minimum? I don't expect 18 hits and 16 <laughs> runs. It, it better not be, you yeah. know? And so, so let's go. I, I want to say too, I do want to give some credit real quick. We didn't get to talk a whole lot about it, but man, was Wayno just sensational Saturday or what? Oh gosh. I mean, I, he even said it after the game, he said, I, I, I wanted to throw a no hitter. He said I, after I, the second batter, he knew he, that yeah. he felt it. He, he said he, he knew he had no hitter stuff and that's got to feel amazing because he was just locked in. And so that game for me, oh, just to go on to lose that game the way that we did was, was rough for and how he, well he pitched. And he, but he was, he had struggled recently. Yes. So and, that's what I was going to say to bounce back. Cause he didn't have a good start yeah. at that Yankees game that I was at. He only went four innings, gave up five runs. Right. Michaelis got shelled right. by the Rockies for him to come out yesterday. He, he was pitched, fantastic. His, but his yesterday. ERA is like way better at home. Yes. Um, Same so, thing with Wainwright. Right. Yeah, so they both, both pitch. So, okay. Now, but they're not pitching in this Colorado series. Right. But it's I'm, Montgomery, it's Quintana, and then. And their balls, they didn't pitch great in Colorado because of the, they they talked about the they air. They different. They, yeah, your pitches, so, spin rate's different. We'll see how much that changes in the humidity of St. Louis. But it, you know, yeah. we'll see what that changes and how that goes. And the Rockies just play good at home. Right. I mean, you can look at that this year, too. They, they have a pretty good winning record at home. And they've always played well at home. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's that is like, the big difference is, you know, why why is that the case? And it's obviously because they're used to playing in that big ballpark. Yes. And Bush so, bigger. And so, like, what? Maybe the home crowd's pumping you up more. Right. You get more into it. And they're missing Chris Bryant still, right? And they're missing these guys, yeah. and they're still not hitting. They were when we played them in Colorado, right. too, though. Yeah, that's, that's just, you know, where yeah. what's, what's going to happen? So, like, so we have Car- we have uh, Colorado for the next three, yep. right? And then who's after that? It was either the Cubs or the oh, Diamondbacks. There's the five yeah, games. Let me see here. There are five games straight with the Cubs. Because there's 16 straight off after this yes. uh, day So off we today. go to Arizona. This coming up weekend for three. And then Goldie after that. loves to hit there. Yes. <laughs> and then after that next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, is that five-game set against the Cubs with a doubleheader on next Tuesday. Okay. So that's at Chicago. And then we're back home against the Braves. That's that's going to that's gonna be tough. tough. That's yep. going to be a tough series. But, you know, also, I feel like the Cardinals at home against the Braves, I feel they good about play, it yeah. because they're going to get Those up to the Those are usually good games, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we finish out the month uh, at Cincinnati. For three at Cincinnati. Yep. I thought we were done being at Cincinnati. Maybe I'm busy that weekend because usually I try. Well, and... it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. At That's Cincinnati. probably what it is because yeah. I usually try and go on a weekend uh, to to Cincinnati. And our September man is just, <laughs> I mean, Chicago four against Washington, three against the Pirates, two just a little two game set at home against the Brewers, which is kind of weird because uh, they have to be odd, right? Yeah, because they have to get an odd mount yep. against each other. Then you've got. Cincy, Cincy, you've got a you've got a five game set against Cincy at home, a makeup game, a doubleheader on a Saturday. Then you go to San Diego. This stretch, this stretch is going to be tough. September twentieth through the twenty eighth, you are on the road. Three at San Diego, three at the Dodgers, but September twenty eighth, and then two at Milwaukee, the twenty seventh and twenty eighth. That's the end of the season, right? Yes. So. And then your final six games are Pittsburgh. I know you're in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh at home, and then Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay, so September twenty eighth. That's a that's a, I mean that's a cushy schedule. In but September twenty eighth is the, the division should be wrapped up. 
Right? You would hope so, yeah. If you it's just, not, those two do, games against Milwaukee okay, are going to be so, huge. So I had another one last bullet point that we haven't hit on that I have on my on my uh, conversation list is what are you worried about the bullpen? Now, we talked a little bit about yeah. Gio and, and Yenis' Cabrera, but if we do not fare well in that stretch of games that we just talked about, the 16 here minus uh, Atlanta, yeah. but then also what you just laid out in September, is it because what's your biggest fear? The the bullpen fails, the starting pitching fails, or the offense goes cold? Where like what's your like ranking one, two, three of what's most likely to to go wrong? Yeah. To to that we lose against these teams that we should be beating. I feel like it's the bullpen. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the bullpen for sure. I think the I, the offense is the last thing I'm worried about right now. It's, mainly because we're playing bad teams. But and, you shouldn't say that because it goes so hot. And yes, cold. but but even against Colorado, those two or three that we lost, we scored five or more every game. Sure. So, and they've been doing that for a while. But is Nolan Arenado and and Goldie? Do they stay due, hot together? At are the they same time? due to go cold? At least one of them. Maybe yeah. Because Goldie has been seriously hot since April, May. You know, starting May. Yeah. He's been hot. He's going to at this point win the MVP yeah. minus catastrophic ending of the season. So, yeah. you know, are those guys both going to be hot? Probably not. Right. right, Nolan's due to go slide, or Goldie's can, but Goldie stays plays so well in the second yes. half. I think what what what's encouraged me with those two. So again, like the game yesterday, I think it was they were like one for eight combined. Yeah. Goldie had a single or something, and you and had he walked, other, I think yeah, too. and you had other guys step up, and so it seems like lately when they've had like a a bad game or two, it's been it, and then they bounce back, and then right. they're right back at it. It's not so, a multi right game. So if yeah. they can even just keep doing that, I sure. think we'll be okay. I yeah. think we'll be okay because I mean, Arnado had. I mean, he was great in Colorado. Yeah, great series. Yes, and he, Gold, Goldie he, was okay. He was also the player of the week. Yes, uh, so because of that, yeah. And he did not look great yesterday, but obviously, again, you can take one of those. And why did we lose that third game? Is the bullpen blew it? Right. So okay, let's let's go back to my original question. So if you rank them of yeah. where where your bullpen worry is. But even starting pitching right now, I feel pretty good about. I know, right? It, so, so even after you had Wayno and and Michaelis struggle the last two, again, like for them to, it's their mentality. They're vet, veterans. They know, yeah, we're good. I'm gonna bounce back. Michaelis was fantastic yesterday. Like I mean, Michaelis couldn't wait to get back on the mound. Yes, and it was fun to watch because whoever uh, Ashby for the Brewers, they both were just like, I'm ready to go. Let's throw the ball. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> it was such a quick game. So for me, I think I would I would rank it as the bullpen, the offense for sure. And then the starting pitcher pitching. I feel better about the starting pitching than I have in a long, long time. Yeah. Like Montgomery looks like a number three all day. Maybe even a two. Maybe right. Like he went six. But and, how do you feel right now? Eight Ks. How do you feel right now versus a month ago of of Wayno, Michaelis, Montgomery in the playoffs? Feel pretty good. Like feel, over a month ago. Over a month that. ago. What was a month ago? It was Wayno, Michaelis, Palante. Palante, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah which isn't awful. Palante, but he, you know, no playoff experience. Right. Never been on a big stage. Montgomery with a beard. That's, you know, he's yeah. <laughs> like, I, I feel really good about those. Yeah. And then you had Quintana's. And then that, Jax, maybe he's a wild card. Maybe, you know, maybe and, he can come back, give you something. Right. Like it, if, if Jack comes back, Hudson goes to the bullpen. Has to, or he gets sent down. Now Hudson, <laughs> like Woodford did, and they tell Hudson, him to work. Hudson did really well out of the bullpen yeah. last year. Was that he, last year? He could year? be like a ground ball guy. He for was. Him, he was a very good ground ball guy. Yeah. I think that was last year, right? 
Didn't yes, he, he, came, he came he back late. He, he and back. Michaelis came back yes. in like September. Yeah. 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 So, and he, and he was a ground ball guy and he did yep. well out of the bullpen. Yep. Um, that wouldn't be off off. And that's, that was a little bit, and you can't be too picky because Mo made two really good moves at the deadline with the pitching. But yeah, I was a little surprised. I even told you, I, you know, I was a little surprised he didn't do almost a little more like he did in 2011, where he kind of just revamped the bullpen a little sure. bit. And so like, Maybe Stratton was supposed to be that. Maybe yeah. Jojo Romero was supposed to be that. That's I don't what I was going to say. So if we keep continuing with, you know, Packing Otten's not good, Cabrera's really struggling, Gallegos is falling off, you're going to have to revamp the bullpen, and it's going to have to be from pulling from your minors. Right. It's going to have to be, you know, calling Zach a guy, Thompson. getting Zach Thompson back Please. up, calling a Jojo Romero back up. Uh, who's who's this other flamethrowing kid we have? He's one of our top prospects. Pacheco tink? or something? No, you're... Uh, tink, tink's, he's not even he's 20 young, yet. Yeah. He's probably not coming a up. A little Tink Tink. That's what I keep yeah. on thinking about. A little Tink Tink, and he's just going to crush it. And think yeah. about that. We have Lars Newt Bar and Tink Tink coming out there. We got some great names right now, <laughs> Packy Nodden, Lars, names. Taylor Tatsui Newt yeah. Bar, and Tink Hence. I'm thinking of Gordon Graceffo. Oh, yeah, Graceffo. yeah. Now he's in double A, but he's 22. They think he's, he's on. They think he's a roster guy next year. He's knocking on the door. I mean, Danny. Danny has said like he could be. He could be a weapon right now for the bullpen. Yeah. And and they're talking about him as a he's a flamethrower, almost kind of like when Carlos Martinez first came up. You know, they gave him some ride in the bullpen, and he could. He just brought. He was electric. You know what I mean? Brought energy. Was striking guys out. Um, that might be a name to look out for, man. If a guy like maybe Gallegos. Or Cabrera really keeps struggling. Zach Thompson and Gordon Graceffo could be your bullpen revamp. And talk about two guys. And Danny Max said this, you know, you get two guys that just don't know better, and they get up to the majors. You know, they they don't know what they don't know, and they're just like, I'm I'm going to pitch, and they just ride it. Well, that's I, what Jordan Hicks did. Well, Remember I, when Jordan Hicks first got called up? They're just like, we can't even let this guy. He just right, skipped AAA. Yeah, he's you know he's that good. Like he's yeah. throwing he's throwing 102. Graceffo's been like that this year, man. I, I think I told, yeah, I told you via text, like I felt more comfortable with Adam Wainwright going out there in the 10th than I Looking did. Looking back on that now, I'm like, maybe that, maybe that would have been better. Like I felt more comfortable with that versus making the pitch, like making. Yeah. Like I, 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 I think I'd rather Waino lose it than one of those two yeah. because I, you didn't have a good feeling going into it. And I felt like the ninth was the lineup was where it was supposed to be. Right. He and, went all in with, with, all he did with the change in the eighth, in the eighth, and I think that was the wrong move. But well, absolutely, it yeah. was the way he did it, bringing yeah. Dickerson in, and that's what's tough with the guy goes because I mean, obviously, it was a base hit. It, it was an easy double, the hit, but the route that Dickerson took, how right. long it took him to get the ball, and that's his fault. But that they that put guy Donovan out and and left when you could have left O'Neill in for one more one more inning and pitch it, pitch hit Donovan, and then you know pitch it like you could have done it differently, where like O'Neill still stayed in. And then you get Donovan out in left field, and you leave Newt Bar in right. Right, like I, it, it was, made no it sense. It was not a it was not a great no a uh, couple innings there for Ollie, but uh, but yeah. So that was like I just didn't feel good about Geo. I didn't feel good about Genesis. I didn't feel and and, you, and knew then, you, you knew you couldn't go Helsley. Yeah, Helsley pitched two innings the night before. Like, who were you going to go to? And that yeah. was the question. Like, and I, I think I tweeted out was who do you feel more comfortable with, Wainwright in the tenth, or anyone else? Yeah. And the answer was Wainwright. Probably Wainwright, yeah. The answer was Wainwright. And and because you didn't feel comfortable with anyone, and Gio gave it up. I mean, and Gio has had, I think he has the most blown saves in all of baseball. He struggled this year. He hadn't been as sharp. Um, I mean, there was that one game that Yachty came out and kind of like leveled him back, you know, and got on him. Uh, and, Yankees, right? Yeah. And he has those moments. I mean, he has, he's kind of like Hicks in a way. He has those moments where it means like, man, that slider is unhittable. You know what I mean? Like he looks great. And then he has moments like Hicks where it's like, 
and Hicks is this way. It's maddening to me. It's like, dude, you throw 103 at 104 with like no effort. Like, stop walking people. Right. Why are you walking people? Throw it right down the middle. Like, you know, even if like make them, make them hit 104. If they hit a home run off 104, like tip your cap. Like even if it's center center, like what, yeah. what is it? What does it matter at 104? Can, Helsley's done that. Right. He's gotten away with it this year. Throwing a, you can you can get away with mistakes when you throw 103. Right. <laughs> you absolutely can. And I and I and I kind of feel like that with Dakota Hudson with his nibble 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 and go oh, and yeah. ball ball ball. Like whenever you've got he, a good sinker, man, throw it over he, when he's attacking. Throw it. Start it over the middle of the plate and just let it dive. Yeah. When he's attacking, he's a much better pitcher. And look at he, us. We're like, this yeah. is so easy. Like, why? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. I, I mean, that's. I don't know. That's where I where I sit with yeah. with Hudson. You know, I think that he's so good. Like he has this, uh, like his ceiling seems really, really high. Yeah. And same with Hicks, right? It seems like it's you're you you could be so much better yeah. than you are currently. Yeah. If you just throw strikes, and I think that's like oversimplifying what what you need to do. But like, if you look at all the data, it says first pitch strike throwers do exceptionally well compared yeah. to ones that don't. And who are our best pitchers this year, and what do they do the best? Right, they, Michaelis and Wainwright, they, first they, pitch strikes. They throw a lot of strikes, yep. whether that's first pitch or Helsley, or same thing. And if you look at the data based on balls and strikes, like counts, like different counts, yeah. like whenever there's statistics, yeah, percentage of a hit, and all you know, all this stuff. Whenever you're ahead in the count as a hitter, the numbers are astronomical, uh, astronomically better. Well, what happens when you throw a first pitch ball? You're automatically yep. fighting back, and so that you know it just goes the wrong way immediately so if you can throw a first pick strike 60 percent of the time which is not asking for too much i don't think like you know 70 is really high like if you can do it 60 percent of the time you're putting yourself in a in a really good position to be able to to do well yeah so you want to wrap up with like maybe a week um guess of win percentage sure let me ask one other (laughs) question as i said last week we were going we were we're getting a double digit win streak (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I can't. got obliterated the next night. Yeah, <laughs> but so our let's briefly. I'm gonna jump around here. So going on a on a road trip, the Cardinals are 0 and eight. Rough on the road, man. 0 and eight to start a road trip. So you say our next road trip goes to Arizona, Arizona, and will, then five in Chicago. Will, but the first game is where the Cardinals yes. struggle. So will the Cardinals lose the first game to Arizona, or will they get their first? win on the road to start a road trip i was trying to cheat and see maybe like who the who, matchups who the, yeah. the pitch they're not out there they're yet. not out there yeah. yet yeah there's yeah. obviously something um, um i wonder if that's like a travel thing that's what i'm saying there's you something I mean? is there like a jet lag yes or? there's something obviously going or they're not prepared they're right going out the day before the off day they're going out they're going they're they're not i'm not saying I mean, going out to party and i'm saying they're going well, out there's and no off day between okay. so you play colorado Thursday, that's a day game. Okay, one fifteen, Eastern actually, one fifteen Eastern. Eastern, like, yeah. When, what on Thursday? Yes. Okay. The so last then, game of the Colorado. So then Friday, series, they're in. They're in. Friday is a nine forty Eastern time game in Arizona, which is what it's like six. Yeah. Something here, there. Uh, there, it's like because they're like three hours. Yes. Behind th- well, us in here in Indiana. Yeah. 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 Saint Louis is too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know that game ends four or five o'clock. I mean, it's a late, so you're getting in late, probably midnight, 1 a.m. Right. Getting to the ballpark. I think it's good that there's not another. I think it's a good, different, a different look not to have a day off. Yeah, they don't have a day off. So I think that may, that may be the difference. But then the Cardinals. they don't have another day off, man. It's 16 days. It's 16. From now till, um, it's more than that. I think it's It's, 16 games straight. 16 games, maybe. 
because of the five games with the Cubs. So you're the first, maybe September the first. I think is the next day off. Yeah, day off. So, yeah. uh, they're zero and eight going to, and then they're eight and zero now in game two of a new road trip. Yeah, sixteen days. So I think it's more of a focus. I mean, to me, it seems it uh, might it's be yeah. very oversimplifying again, but it seems like more of a focus thing than not. All right, so I'm going to move on again. So my other thing I was going to talk about was um, we've been trying to give stuff away. I've been trying. No one wants to. Yeah. No one wants to win, but no one wants to get Soto. No one wants yeah, to. Mo doesn't want to trade for Juan no, Soto. No one wants to hit Shohei Otani. No one wants to hit a triple. I mean, sorry, yeah, a triple for the cycle. Yeah, I offered yeah. up those. So should we? Uh, you know, what's more likely to happen? Paul Goldschmidt um, gets Wins MVP, MVP yeah. or he hits. Pulls at seven hundred. Oh gosh, Ooh, that's a good. One. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, Oof. eleven away. Eleven away, and people are really riding high on it right now. They yeah. may not tomorrow. I don't know. It depends on what happens tomorrow. <laughs> he goes over. Uh, he he's gonna be in there tomorrow. Is it a lefty? It's Freeland, yeah. It's a lefty. Kyle Freeland. So Kyle Freeland is from University of Evansville. He's from Colorado originally. I don't know if you knew that. Kyle Freeland. So like it's his hometown. Okay, team. cool. Then he went to Evansville, Indiana, to play for the University of Evansville. And then he then he got drafted by Colorado, so I mean that's got to be like a dream come true for him, right? Yeah. I mean to play for your your hometown, like your hometown team, which is awesome. Now has he hit? He did hit one off Kyle Freeland last week. Pujols did. I was trying to look for that. I'm yeah. pretty sure that he did, because I was thinking now Kyle Freeland can say, "Yeah, Pujols, you know, got one off of me." He did homer off of him last week in Colorado. I think so, he did. Yeah. So, so should we do that? Seven hundred. So what's yeah what? It's tough. Like, what is more likely to happen? Because, I mean, who, who, I can't even think off the top of my head right now who you would pick as the MVP after Machado. After um, Machado Man, and Arnado, uh, Austin Riley. Arnado's having a better offensive year than Machado. Yes. By almost every category. And, and Austin Riley has been. But That's the other one. He Austin might be Riley, the other one. Him or maybe Pete Alonso because of the home Pete runs. Pete Alonso, yeah, RBI. So the last thing I looked at it was uh, Arnado was fifth in like votes like if you like writers right. votes. Arnaldo was fifth and then yeah then there was those those three guys in between so yeah uh alonzo riley machado nolan arnaldo mm, trey turner's having a sneaky really good year as well and they're the best team in in the uh um, yeah in the nl mookie obviously i mean yeah mookie was for a while but he's kind of fallen off of that radar of of mvp talk for whatever reason i you know i don't yeah. watch a lot of dodger games but um you know he's kind of had that he's kind of fallen off that conversation but I don't know. Yeah, Lon, uh, so here, so nice. if you if you waited this long, if you've stuck with us this long, an hour and eighteen minutes yeah. in, if you tweeted us at that's a winner pod for and just you can tweet on this video, you can tweet on at us directly. Which one you'd rather us do? Why don't we do? We'll we'll do a poll. Let's yeah, put up a okay. poll. We'll do a poll. We'll say what do you think is more likely to happen? Okay. The and then we, whole 700 home runs or the Goldschmidt MVP and whichever one wins, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do a giveaway for if it happens. Right. If it, right. So, <laughs> so you're going to pull, so we're going to let them vote on which you're one they want for the giveaway for really. the giveaway. So whichever one's more likely to happen. Yeah. And then we'll do a giveaway. You know, I was thinking of other things I could give away out of this room earlier. And there's yeah, a, you've got a lot, there's a build the wit sign ball. You know, you, you, you think anyone would want that or no, if they win a world series again, they're like, yeah, maybe, yeah. but you know, there's, I was thinking of things I'd be willing to let go. Like, so the build a wit ball was one of them. <laughs> um, but okay. Yeah. So we'll do a poll. We'll put a poll up yeah. and we'll see which one people want. And then we'll, then we'll do our standard retweet friend, re, you know, follow us and like, and then we'll make them comment something as well. 
uh, depending on which one they go with, then I'll have something with that specific. Maybe have them comment. Yeah. Um, what do you th- What do you think they're? I don't know. How you, many home runs Goldie will end with? Yeah. Or, or, or Pools win. win with? Yeah. 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 That's so in yeah. that line, something yeah. like that. Okay. All right. Now let's break down. Um, the last, so are you doing, how many games are you going to do? So it's like a 16 game stretch, but you want to do the next, well, maybe the next week. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, Colorado, Arizona. I was thinking uh, last time you play these, these West, you know, these West coast teams, that division. Yeah. I think there's Aside 11 games, Dodgers. right? Is it the next 11 games are what are like the easy, I don't want to say easy, but like the easy stretch, isn't it 11? Like three, yeah. three five with Colorado, with Chicago, five with Chicago, and then three with, Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, oh, so that's where it is. So and the final three of the month are at Cincy. Okay. So which one, what do you want to do? 11 or are you going to do 11 or 14 games? Let's do the next 11. Okay. I mean, this, this, which should be this easy stretch. Atlanta's going to be tough, but I think the Cardinals will play up for it. So you start backwards from there, I guess. So I'll, Atlanta, but it's hard to play backwards because you don't know how, how they're playing going into that. Yeah. But I, I think at home, I expect to take two of three from everyone. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is, whether the Dodgers come into. Well, we've got the second or third best record at home in is the NL this year. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I expect the Cardinals to win two or three at home against anyone. Yeah, doesn't matter who it is, and um, if it's a four-game set, I expect a split or a three out of four. I mean, that's what that's what I expect out of the Cardinals at all times. Maybe I'm. I think the wild card for me in the stretch a little bit is that five game. At Wrigley. At Wrigley, yeah. Because you just never know. It's Wrigley's kind of like Colorado at times. And we had one earlier this year. I think we won three of five. But right? I also think back to the Yachty, DeYoung. Yeah. Eh, fun. Back to back. And they just off obliterated. Of, um, and the Cardinals obliterated the Cubs last year, yeah. 17 games to- towards the end of the year as well, that stretch. So, all right. So, all right. Let's stay. So, let's go to Colorado first. I'm going to say two or three. Two or three, I think, is is safe. It's Freeland. Um, who, what, do you know the matchups or no? Freeland, Quintana. Then you've got Marquez and Montgomery. And then the final game of the series, you've got Cincinnati and Wainwright. Oh, wait. So Wayno is pitching in that series. That's what's shown right now for the final game. It's Quintana, game. Montgomery, Wainwright? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Like the way those three dudes are pitching. Especially at home. Right. You would hope. I mean, a sweep would be really nice. I, I, I don't, How do you say no to that? Thought we were going to sweep in Colorado, too. <laughs> but that's Colorado. You know, th- yeah. there's an X factor there. You don't that you can't really. And I forgot how good they are at home. Yeah, there's an X factor there that you go. You know, it's Colorado, and they they kept saying that on the broadcast. Ah, oh, there's Colorado for yeah. you. Like, okay, I'm going to go with sweep. All right, three oh, three. So Arizona. you're going to go two. But you're I'm going to go two or three. Let's let me hold on. Let me track this so then we can hold accountable. That's so, one so thing. Now that, you're going to ask me what game do I think we're going to lose? Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I feel like a lot and and. Man, we should win all three of these on paper. That's what I just said. What Especially pitching-wise. What I think that happens a lot in in uh, bad take radio is that no one gets held accountable for the BS that they spew. Yeah. And so my, let's let's hold ourselves accountable. So I will say they will go 3-0 against Colorado. And you are going to say 2-1. Which game are they losing? As sad as it is to say. You're going to say Wayno. I think it might be the Wayno one. Okay, so so since Zella, if I remember correctly, he's a righty, hard thrower, not great this year, four six seven ERA. But I could see that being one, kind of like the other day where we just struggle out of nowhere, yeah. don't get many hits. Well, Wainwright still pitches Wayne, really well. It is Wainwright pitching. Yeah, so. he doesn't get much run support. Same thing with Michaelis. He was more pumped than anybody when Carlson hit that go ahead home run. Yeah, he was like finally some runs. 
Um, I could, you know, day game after night, you know, yeah. I mean, I could see it maybe happening. Uh, don't, I mean, I hope it doesn't obviously, but that's, that's where I might say maybe, maybe they, so the Sunday goes quiet. The Wainwright start. Okay. So then off to Arizona. We don't know the well, matchups. Well, I mean, give, given the statistics, we're going to lose game one, right? I, I mean, <laughs> I have that as well. I, there's three games there, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm and saying two and one. First two are later games, and then you got a day game, 4-10 our time, but what, 3-2 something their time? Yeah, I'm saying two and one, and they're losing the first game. Do you think they, so you think they, they win two or three, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I could, yeah, I'll probably go with that too. So are we losing the first game against the Cubs then? No, no, there? no, that's not how that's not it's all starting road trips. It's only the start of the, the road first trip. game. It's like a focus not law. the start of every away. No, game. it's just it's gotcha. just a start Interesting. of yeah. And then isn't that it's weird? Could be a flight thing. Or like you said, maybe if there was a if there's a day off, they lose a little focus. Yeah, like they go out and they explore the new city. They did in Toronto. They I'm, right. I'm trying to think like if you follow any of the guys on social media, right. they're all going out and having drinks and going to a restaurant, going to new yeah. places they've never been. Which is good. I mean, I don't sure. think there's anything wrong with that. No. You keep team morale up, keep it loose. But Absolutely. Yeah, maybe it's a it's a thing. It's a focus thing. I it's oversimplifying, I'm sure. But all right, so then uh the five of Chicago. What do you think? Five in Chicago. Okay. So one's a double header. So I'm gonna just go, always go with the split and a double header, I think is what yeah. you always go for, right? That's probably statistically what usually happens. Right. And we don't know we don't know matchups or anything Last like that. Last time we played a doubleheader against Chicago, we, we swept that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what 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 is the? Are they all day games? Where do we sit in there? Uh, first one's eight oh five Eastern. Okay. Uh, and then you got the doubleheaders. Which is it, are, is it uh, on national TV or anything? Eight oh five. It's late for Chicago and St. Louis usually. Uh, I'm only seeing okay. Which well, so this, these are all Eastern. So right. Seven Central. Okay. Um. Yeah, night game, first game. Double headers, two twenty, and then eight oh five. Uh, Wednesday, so game. Like I said it'd be game fours, an eight oh five night game, nice. and then the the final game in the series is a day game, two twenty. Hmm. Um. Where am I sitting now? I, it's five. I'm gonna go three or five because it's got to be at least that. For yes. Me. I mean, so if if it goes three and five, I have them winning. Uh, by the way, Eight. so just kind of counting down from Colorado, Wainwright should pitch in that series. In Chicago? Yes. One, two, three, four. By this count, it would be one of those doubleheader games. So which probably means Michaelis is going to be in there somewhere too. Yeah. Now, I don't know how good the career-wise But you're also going to get Hudson Rickley. now then too. Because of a doubleheader, you're going to run yeah. more out there. So uh, I'm saying yes. I'm saying three and two in that. Okay. So total, I have them winning eight of eleven. That's that's that would be very strong. Yeah, yeah. and you have them winning seven right. of eleven. I had two, the two for Colorado. So now sweet. seven. I could see us winning four though in Chicago. I mean, it wouldn't yeah, surprise me absolutely with how we've played there the last couple of years, but and with how down the Cubs are right now. So you. Going seven and four in that stretch is that a? What do you think that is? I don't think that's enough. Like seven and four in that stretch is that like a disappointing stretch of eleven games? I don't think it's disappointing, especially if especially if the Dodgers do what they've been doing to the Brewers, then it's definitely not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'd feel way better about eight and three, way better. Yeah, it just it just has a whole actually. Different you know feel. what? I'm gonna go ahead and go. Nah, I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say switch. we take four or five against Chicago. Oh, okay. Put me down for that. So no sweep for me in Colorado, okay. but put me down for four or five against Chicago. And, min- and the loss is one of the doubleheaders. 
Probably so, yeah. I mean, that'd be the best bet for sure, especially if it's Hudson on the mound. Yeah, and you know, Ugh. and you know, we talk a lot of stuff about Harrison. I mean, Harrison <laughs> Hudson that you know he usually gives. I wouldn't say quality start because it's not technically a quality start, but he gives usually four to five innings, and he's giving up two to three runs. He gives yeah. them a chance to win. It's all about what the bullpen then does thereafter. Right. Right. Like that's where he's he gives him a chance he, if, if he's getting out of the trouble he creates on the wall. Right. But but I would say he's usually giving up three, two to three runs. Right. So if if every starter gave you two to three runs, five, six innings, then, yeah, you're doing you're, you're in a chance to win for sure because you're there. But it's all about then what does the bullpen do thereafter that puts you in a position to win when Palante then goes three innings, you're in great shape. Now, can right. Jake Woodford go three innings to put you, keep you in great shape? Can Zach Thompson, if you're bringing him up, go three innings and put you in great shape? That's why I still feel comfortable with Hudson, but it's all about then puts the weight on the bullpen, right. which we know then that hasn't gone as well, and that's why bullpen is our number one worry over the next 48 games Yeah, is because of that. But All right, so we both have them going eight and three. I'm sending you the text. It's in, the, I'd be happy it's in our that. text, so I now think... we have record of it, and then we can – but we've gone with the exact same thing pretty much, except, you know, I just don't see, look, Montgomery and Quintana have been great. And then you put Wayne right there as well, pitching in, uh, in Arizona. That well, Wayne, right. Wayne won't pitch in Arizona. Sorry. I mean, Co- against yeah. Colorado. He's pitching Sorry. that last game in Colorado. Sorry. I don't know what the rotation. But at home, my point was Quintana, oh, yeah. Montgomery, Wainwright's Wainwright at home, at home man. all three of them at home starting tomorrow. And Quintana, no, I think I'm thinking of Montgomery. All of Montgomery's starts so far have been at home, both of them. Yes, right? and he hasn't had, allowed a run yet. Yeah. And Katana's, needs, Katana had one start in Colorado, and it did really well, actually, yes. for his career. I mean, for how his career numbers were, he went six and with two runs. Starts tomorrow. Quintana, you said? Yeah. Okay, so on Free Wednesday, one. look for Montgomery. He needs five innings to tie the Cardinals' record for a new – as a Newcomer to the Cardinals right. for amount of zero runs for sixteen. That'd be innings. something, man. Can you name the guy that has the record? Was was he like? Okay. He's recent ish. Yes, he's recent. Uh, I would have to look at the year. Okay, was was he like? It's a name what, you're gonna know, but he's not a starter. Was he? Oh, so he was a bullpen guy. Yeah. When he did it with us. Yes. Was it Reyes? No. He did. He did really well for a while too. Remember that was a that was, that was a different last stretch. year. Maybe I'm that thinking was a, when he started the year, he had like thirty. It was like twenty or something scoreless innings. Yeah, that first month or so, he went crazy. Yeah. That was the most like that was the most to start a year. Yeah, or something yeah, like that. that's what it was. Yeah, this this one is uh is different. I'm looking him up. To or it might have been like twenty straight saves or something that Reyes had. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's. I think that's what it was. Um, I am looking this guy up now. He is almost guessed Waka. Uh, he, he's 38 years old currently. This guy. Okay. Uh, he's played for the Indians, Padres, Marlins, Cardinals, Red Sox, Athletics, and Tigers. He's played for a lot of places. He huh. played. I'll give you the years. Will that help you? 2012 and 2013 as a St. Louis Cardinal, and he went. And he started off his career at 16 innings with no runs which is a st louis cardinals record for a, a new pitcher bullpen guy yeah he was traded to the cardinals in july 31st of 2012 for zach cox of course you know i don't know who that is but that's who the cardinals gave up 
He was used. This was is, he, this was is he his with Wikipedia. the Pirates before? Before us? No. We got him from the Marlins. Hmm. Um, I'll, I'm just reading his Wikipedia, so I'm just seeing if I can just help you get there. Um, For a second, I was, was thinking like Bucks Used primarily in the seventh inning okay. of games for the team. In 2013, when the Cardinals closer Jason Mott was injured, he became the setup man for Mitchell Boggs. Good old Mitchell Boggs. I forgot about Mitchell Boggs. Um, then Mujica became the new closer. Oh, you said his name. Edward Mujica. Mujica. Yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere there. He, he did. That that 2012, traded over. and then he, I almost said Salas. That's a good, that would have been a good guess, too. Yeah, he was great. Those, but that, he got traded. That was 2011. He got traded with Freeze, right? To yeah, the I think, Angels? yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so Edward Mujica started off 16. Mujica, yeah. Started 16 straight innings without any runs. So Montgomery needs five to tie, six to, to take that new lead. I would love to see that on, be cool. on Wednesday. Yeah, welcome yeah. to the keep it going. He was pretty upset leaving the, leaving the Yankees, and now they've lost yeah. a lot, and the Cardinals are winning. And he could grow Worked a beard, out. and he can. He's in a weaker division. E way easier ballpark. Absolutely. Pitching. Yeah. He he's he might like oh he I mean did you see he took his his uh um pictures with his fiance his proposal I don't know what you call them proposal pictures yeah. is like with engagement pictures engagement yeah. pictures yeah, yeah in Yankee Stadium with his fiance yeah oh. Gosh, and then get traded like right after. It seemed like I mean it'd be tough answering those questions, right? Especially when you weren't expecting it, right? You know, and you've been with the same organization your whole career. And Bader probably felt in a lot of ways the same kind of way. Although I'm sure for him it was kind of like oh, I get to go to my hometown team now. He's probably excited, but I could see. I mean, Montgomery seemed more to talk about kind of like you know the team and it felt like a family and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Well. Uh, I'll, one other thing on uh, Harrison Bader. So the video that was released, we haven't talked since oh, that yeah. came out. Players, uh, Players Tribune. Yeah, and he came out and and gave a nice. It was well little, done. Like I, you know, I we joke a lot about Harrison Bader and you know, see ya, you know, whatever, whatever. He wasn't that great, whatever. You know, things we yeah. like to say Too on Twitter. Too flashy or whatever else you want to yeah. say. Yeah, but I really liked him more because of the video. Like I, I, I it seemed very genuine. Yeah, um, you know, just. It just he. I think he was in shock. Um, Paul DeYoung said he sent a group text. Yeah, and they didn't believe him. And they yet. didn't believe him that he was traded. And I and I think that's how shocking it was probably to yeah. him as well. And he, he didn't release that video for a week or more after he was traded. And I think that's because he probably had to regroup. Yeah, it took him time probably to get like, his thoughts. He and... was. I looked up at Mundo Sosa when he was traded. He was with the Cardinals for ten years. So I don't know where Bader was in his. You know. Cardinals organization. Oh yeah, including minors. Yeah, yeah, quite a while. That's you know that's a long time. Then all of a sudden, all right, man. When you're growing up, you're still a kid, kind of. You're right. still young, you know. And then you're out of here. You know, it's got to be a very strange. Unless you're given like a heads up, like, hey, we're shopping you. But then that gives they you. They weren't doing that. You're not going to do that because if the event that he doesn't get moved, then what? Yeah. You know, they, then they definitely weren't doing that. Yeah, and I think it was just a complete, complete shock. But you know, that's a long time to spend with a team, and then and then move along and it's got to be very difficult yeah 10 years for Bader as well Russ yeah so he was in the organization for 10 years since he, since he was 21 22 but he's 29 now yeah yeah so oh so, wait 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 sorry Ugh, it's always it has their college the college <laughs> college years in this too it would have been eight eight years seven eight years yeah, so I mean that's a long time to be with one organization, and then yeah, I don't know if he grew up a Yankees fan. I mean, there's the Mets there too, so he right. grew up in Brooklyn, which is closer to Queens than it is to yeah, that video. Was really well done. I loved 
I loved what he said about um, Yachty. When he came up and Yachty telling yeah. him like, "Hey, it's it's we care about winning." You know, it's not. And he him realized like, "Oh, it's this isn't about me anymore." Right. You know, and his and his it, New York accent. This isn't about Harris yeah, and yeah. Beta anymore. Let me show this here. I, let's see if we can throw this on the screen. Baseball reference. You know, they're they're very, they're quick about getting the uh, the image up. You know, Hold on can one you throw sec. that? Does yeah. it show it? Yeah, give me one second. You see Harry there with the, with the, the New York hat on. Yeah. But see, that's not accurate because right. he's still got the long hair. Right, you can't have that. Yeah, yeah, He looks a lot different now. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, man. Yeah, that was cool. And then, obviously, I don't know if you read, you know, he wrote, like, a whole article with it, too. So yeah. there was more in that. Where he, it was it was well done. Um, my sister was a huge Bader fan, mainly because she thought he was hot. So I sent that to her, and she had the waterworks. And what about so, your daughter? I mean, she... She loves Bader, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, you know, he signed ball for it. That's right. another thing. He, he's a fan favorite for a reason. You know, he right. played hard, but also, like, he took time to do stuff like that. And uh, I think that was really cool. Uh, yeah, he, he he signed a ball for her once. Um, took a picture with her with a sign yeah. that she brought to one of the games in Cincy. So, yeah, wish him luck, man. I hope he gets oh, – I do hope he gets over the plantar fasciitis stuff and he gets to produce for them. And he only has one more year of arbitration. Right. So, 2023 is his last season. So, if they didn't think they were going to resign him, yeah, why, why, you know, if there was something there that they knew they they didn't want, right? They weren't interested in that, or even his, or even his money for next year, yeah. Like if that wasn't the case, I think there's a lot more to it. But all right, what do you got? Anything else? You know, only only an hour and thirty seven yeah. minutes. Eventually, we'll get to where maybe we wrap these up in an hour. Yeah, <laughs> but why? Yeah. Well, what else you got? Especially do? on an off day. Right. It's an off day, off yeah. night. The game doesn't start until seven o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, seven forty-five. So everyone has all day Eastern, to think, listen yeah. to this again yeah. on Spotify. You can listen to it on Spotify, on Apple Music, Anchor, um, Odyssey. There's other places. Yeah, it's everywhere. It goes a lot of places. Wherever you can listen to a podcast. Wherever you listen to that, you hear my lovely voice to start it for an ad. Whenever yeah. you those things that makes us money. And yeah. then it gives us the ability to be able to give away some stuff as well. Yeah. We don't make any money on the on the stream part when you're listening live, but if you go back and watch it, we appreciate that or uh, listen uh, straight from Spotify. Uh, we're gonna put up the poll as soon as we get done here for um, what we should, what you think is more likely to happen. Then a giveaway will come if possible from there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anything else? You're done. Yeah. You I think that's it, man. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, it's always thanks. fun to do these on the off days. Thanks for listening to That's a Winter Podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Josh. See ya. Shooter from the belt to the plate. A swing and a miss. And that's a winner. That's a winner. A World Series winner for the Cardinals. Smith parks one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run, and the Cardinals have won the game by the score of three to two on a home run by the Wizard. Go crazy. Swinging it along one into left field. Adios. Goodbye, and maybe that's the winner. A three-run homer by Clark, and the Cardinals lead by the score of 7-5, to five, and they may go to World Series on that one, folks. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011.